the shameless romantic. I'm Kat, your demisexual bestie, whose goal is to empower you with more pleasure, banish those inhibitions, uncover intense feelings, and deepen those orgasms. Just want to take a second to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I love that you guys are here. You're just down. You're learning. You're opening yourselves up to new horizons, more pleasure, and you're always good vibes. And speaking of vibes, you know I'm partnered still with Good Vibrations, which is a premier sex-positive, women-principled adult toy retailer. They're an iconic brand and one of the world's first sex toy shops to focus specifically on women's pleasure and sexual education. I mean, you can't ask for much more than that coming from a sex guru. (laughs) I love it. And the holidays are coming up really quickly. So I love that I'm checking out their stuff. They're sending me a lot of sales and discounts, and they're really just getting everybody ready for the holidays. I'll be sure to definitely post about them, the different things on my stories. If you're not already following me on Instagram or TikTok or threads, um, I'm definitely going to be throwing those up there for you guys. So be sure to check them out and get something fun for yourself or your sweetie or two. If you haven't already, be sure to like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at Cat is Shameless. And please, please review the podcast. I love it when I hear about you guys leaving awesome reviews. I have a couple of them on there. They always alert me whenever they come through and they just, they make my day. So if you haven't already, please give it a like. If you're feeling super squirrely, write it out and tell me what you love about it. Your girl loves feedback. Communication is key. And as always, we're about to get real, raw, and definitely nowhere near vanilla. So we're on episode 35, and today we're going to focus on something that is so, so crucial, and it's sexual self-awareness and just communicating what it is that you want. So let's start off with those juicy facts to kind of understand some things. Three out of four, which is approximately 76% of Americans say that they're definitely down to broaden their horizons and try new sexual acts, but one in four of the same American group, 27%, they have a secret sex act that they want to try but haven't yet asked their partner. So what we have here is a little bit of a divide. Three out of four are saying that they're definitely down to broaden their horizons and try new stuff, but only one in four, 27%, They have that in mind, but they haven't yet asked their partner. And I want to break it down and ask, why is that? Empower you with some ways to do it and just be able to get in touch with what it is that you want and understand your sexual needs and desires as a person. So now let's dive into those kinky question prompts. Number one, is there anything keeping me from holding me back from asking for what I want sexually? Dig deep into that. If there's anything related to being judged or fearful or maybe trauma or even you know, religious containment. That's always a thing too. I I know for me personally, that that was my situation before. And number two, have my partners and I discussed our sexual desires and interests at all yet? This is 
big. This is a big step. And I think this speaks a lot on the maturity of your relationship. If you can discuss what it is sexually that you desire and that you're interested in doing, um, I'm going to share a resource that that's helped so many of my friends. I actually, I touched on this in a, I touched on this in an earlier segment, but I don't know. I think I just forgot to come full circle with this. So I'm so sorry. That's my bad. But I'm going to be sharing it whenever we get down here today. Number three, do I rely on my partner to make sexual decisions and always lead the experience? Or maybe I do. How do both situations make me feel? So who is taking charge in the bedroom. That's kind of what I want you to sit down and identify. And if it's your partner, if it's yourself, you know, really try to hone in on making it a little more balanced if it's not already and being able to just take turns, you know, life is about flow and, and energy too is also, it comes and goes masculine, feminine. You need to be able to embrace both. And that's one of those keys I've brought up in the past about really making sex really powerful. Number four, being honest with myself, what kinds of things do I want to try or explore? Can I take personal baby steps now towards experience these things? You know, just dig into your psyche. What kinds of things do you really want to try or explore? This is your step to at least write it out, begin the process of actualizing what it is that you want, and then maybe, you know, building up the confidence to talk to your partner. That's what baby steps are all about. Maybe even trying something if you can by yourself, like on your lonesome, just being able to try and experience it. And number five, is there any past trauma or shame that I've encountered when it comes to sex or wanting to broaden my horizons? This is big. Like I said before, sexual shame is, it can kill your whole sex drive. It really can. And for me, religious shame and trauma as well, they were always hindering me. So I don't think if I'm, if I'm being real with you guys, I don't think I was able to fully lean into my sexuality until probably around 21, 22. For me, that feels like a while. And I don't know, maybe for some out there, maybe you're still being hindered by trauma or shame and you could be in your twenties, in your thirties, or even in your forties. I'm not sure where it is that you are, but I want to connect with everybody and just kind of try to uncover these layers, peel back those layers and do that self-discovery and just try to actualize things. When it comes to identifying what you want in the bedroom and being able to talk about it, I want to give you guys like an easy three-step process and then you can kind of go from there. This is to get your feet wet. And so number one, get comfortable with yourself first. This is tying back to previous number four of those kinky question prompts, but write a list of all the sexual words that you can even think of and then practice saying them aloud. This is getting you comfortable. This is getting you just feeling as though sex and communication and the words and things that you need to describe and act on, that's where you just need to 
hone in on that sexual self-awareness and being able to fully communicate what you want without fear of judgment, uh, without having any shame, knowing that you're saying things the right way. Like this is going to help you so much just being able to write them down and then practice saying them. And after you have done that, maybe take it a step further, saying it in a mirror and in full senses. So that way you're just comfortable. You know, I remember I had a really close friend of mine she did not like saying anything pertaining to her yoni or her vagina. Like she was very against it. Like she just was like, um, I, I mean, it's like my lady parts. And that's really the furthest that she went. Like she could not say like anatomically even vagina. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just never quite got that. I mean, sure. When we were kids, it's kind of, you know, it's new and you want to be hush hush about it, but practice saying it. Or just saying like my coochie, my pussy, like whatever it is that you feel comfortable with. I just want you to be without limits, without borders, especially whenever you're talking to your partner, because you're already seeing and like experiencing all of these open, vulnerable, raw pieces of yourself. So be able to talk about that and and even start reflecting on your sexual encounters. So that way you both are on the same page and you can just give feedback. What went well? What things can we build on? Where can we hone in on certain skills? Like identifying these things, talking to yourself, being able to just feel strong in the way that you say these things be sure to give this a try. And number two, this is big on timing and just being able to know a good time to to break things down together. You want to be sure to get their full attention and permission. And what I mean by that is you need to set the tone on this is a time to have that conversation. Honestly, I, I prefer to do it when there's already like some sort of sensuality in the air, maybe like a date night or you guys are just having dinner or something like that. There's, there's a lingering hint of like, there could be a little fun later. So you're asking them, do you have a few minutes to talk or is now a good time to talk? Because I just want to speak to you about something. And that's really the best way to do it because you have their attention because you're asking them, and asking for that permission to just be like, Hey, I need some time. Can you give me your attention? And I would like to speak to you about something. And then of course you want to make sure there's no like TV or cell phones on or something like that around you where they're clearly not fully giving you their attention. I mean, baby, you're worth all of the attention. So make sure that you're demanding it and also asking for that attention. Number three, specifically start that talk, (laughs) like lay it out on the line. Whenever you have that permission attention, start by just saying how you feel. This could come off as like, I'm a little uncomfortable talking about this, but you know, my, our sex life is important to me and I want us to be able to open up in a conversation or, you know, maybe if you're feeling nervous or embarrassed, or self-conscious, just let them know that's what you're feeling because that really opens the door for them to put down their walls. You know, they're not on high alert because let's be real. Whenever somebody says like, oh, I want to talk to you about something, 
I'm not gonna, my little ears perk up. Like I am always like, oh God, what's happening? Is something wrong? Did I do something? Is there something that we are like completely missing in our relationship? Like I always go on high alert. So this is you communicating to your partner, being open, being raw and being like, Hey, I'm feeling some type of way and like a little embarrassed or I'm, I'm a little nervous, but I want us to be open and real with each other. And I need you to be receptive and sensitive to what I'm about to say right now. And then you go into what it is that you're saying. So if you don't like something that is going on in the bedroom, you don't have to point it out that you don't specifically like it. It's just maybe like, Hey, I know we've tried this before and I'm just not sure if this is my vibe, you know, like maybe he doesn't know where the clit is. I'm sorry. That's a big deal breaker. And you guys need to have a conversation or maybe they need to cut their nails and they're cutting you whenever they're doing something, or maybe they're just not rough enough or too rough. (laughs) Like whatever it is that you are feeling, just make sure you come at it with an air of compassion. And like, we've tried it. It's just not my thing. Or on the flip side, like, Hey, I feel like we haven't given this a try yet. And I really am very interested in trying this. I think it would really open things up for you guys and be able to open up more sensuality for you, which is honestly, even, even better. (laughs) For those of you who are really trying to do something much bigger than what you've tried yet, say you've honestly been experiencing some vanilla sex, like my heart goes out to you, baby. And I mean, everybody deserves to take things a step further because you can't keep doing the same thing time and time again without getting a little stale. Like, let's be honest. But whenever you're going about this situation, please don't be afraid to just give it a try and then, okay, well, we tried it. So, but now it's not for me. I tried it. We didn't like it. I'm sorry. That's it. Be sure that you're, you're flexible. You don't have to be a hundred percent sure that you're going to love something. Some people think like, oh, if I ask for it, I better like it. But how do we know that we haven't, if we haven't tried it yet, like that's okay. You can want to stop midway through. You can want to like never do that again. (laughs) Even if it was your idea, it's just, it's not a hundred percent that you are going to love it. Of course it can be exciting. Like I don't know. There's there's people who have tried certain things, certain types of toys, you know, trying to massage their pee spot or just anal overall. And maybe they thought they would like it and then they didn't. And then I've had friends who they thought they wanted to be poly. They opened things up. They wanted to experience. They wanted to be able to explore their partners. And then after about six months, they decided Mm, this just isn't for us. Like we thought we wanted to be like open and exciting, but the next thing you know, what they really enjoyed most was just having porn on in the background so they can see things, they can experience other people's pleasure, but it's not high stakes of like having to actually physically entertain and explore another body that they just might not have been comfortable with to begin with. They, I don't know if it was, they thought that they were trying to be a little bit extra. 
I'm all for it. But again, if you don't love it, it's, it's at least you tried. I'm trying to get you as your sex guru to reach out and like communicate the things, thoughts, the desires that you have with your partner and be open, be raw, be real with them. And so what, if you don't like it, you guys gave it a try and it builds up your relationship even stronger. Like the fortification is great because even if your partner doesn't like it or you don't like it, the fact that you gave it a shot speaks volumes because you trust each other. That's a big thing too. Like I said, it's really big to broach the idea before the heat of the moment because it just takes off a little bit of that pressure. Performance anxiety is so, so real. (laughs) So whenever you're trying to convey these different thoughts, emotions, feelings, desires that you have, giving yourself and your partner a little bit of grace, it's going to go very far. (laughs) And another thing I want to touch on. So this one is avoiding words like always and never. This is going to save you a lot. This isn't even just in that communication phase. I want this to be a part of your arsenal in terms of just being more sexually self-aware and communicating because things change, people change, desires change. Like sexuality is so fluid and being able to give yourself that that openness and that fluidity in the way that you talk as well. It'll help you out a lot too, because you don't want your partner to feel some type of way or you get them thinking one sort of thing about you. And then, you know, it doesn't give you the wiggle room that you might need throughout life. Whenever you're growing, you're changing, you're going through your seasons. Like sometimes when we're looking to get what we want, we confuse it with what we don't want. And the approach to our partner, it can just be, it can just come off negative. You know, how do you feel when somebody says like, oh, you're you're never doing this right, or you always do this. It frames it in a very negative light. Let's make sure that we're not coming off almost criticizing. Let's let's make sure we're watching our words. We're just being a little bit more patient with each other. Like, hey, like let's take a break from this for a little while. Or can we try looping this in tonight to our fun? Like, these are the different things that that are so so big. So I want to share with you guys a little bit of a story. Let's take things back about 10 years, baby cat. (laughs) So this is, like I said, around the time that I was really growing into myself sexually. And I don't know, I had this era where I was, I don't know, I, I flipped a switch, right? And I think I did this because of porn. Like I said, there are pitfalls in porn. There's beauties in porn, like there's all of it, but it matters on what you hone in on, right? So my sexual self-awareness was pretty non-existent because I was just kind of leading whatever my partner followed. And I was also in a very, I was coming out of a long-term relationship. And the guy that I was with, he was awesome. Don't get me wrong. But he was very sexually rigid that I had just parted ways with. And it was really just the traditional male, the traditional female aspect. And the problem is with that, I need more of the fluidity and the a little bit of dumb in me to be able to shine through occasionally. And there came a problem where I just, I couldn't get off all the time. Like it was just once out of every five rounds that we would have, and I was able to actually get off. 
And I, I didn't know what was happening. And I was like, well, this is weird. You know, I, I usually try to be able to play with myself, you know, get myself off, maybe use a toy for some reason. It was just a a recurring act. So whenever we parted ways, I made it my mission to be able to discover more about myself and what I wanted to do. That being said, (laughs) like I said, I thanks to porn a little bit, I started leaning so far in my masculine that I truly wanted to dominate men. And it was, it was a little bit of an issue because I started seeing a pattern because I had a, I retained a solid friends with benefits at the time. And he, he saw that and he, he went along with it, but I would say after seeing each other for maybe about four or five months, he just, sat me down one day and he was like, is this really what you want to do? Like, do you really enjoy being like femdom with me? Because I'm not trying to say I don't like it, but I I would really like us to try to explore some stuff and maybe me tie you up sometimes. Maybe I can use the whip or the belt on you. I can choke you. I can do these things. Like, how would it make you feel to be able to do that? Because for me, that would be paramount. I'd like to be able to do the same to you. And I, I took that in a moment, very taken aback because for some reason I felt like you had to just be stuck in one or the other. Like I just didn't really understand the fluidity of things and being sexually self-aware when I sat down, I'm like, you know what? Honestly, I, I don't like being dumb all the time. It's, it's kind of exhausting because you have to like think about what you're trying to do. Like you really orchestrate the whole sexual act the whole time. And I, I was like, you know what? I am honestly tired of it. You're right. I, I enjoy it for what it is, but maybe I can do it a little bit more balanced with you or we can switch it up. And the next thing you know, both of us were just having some of the best sex of my life. Like we were able to really interchange the the power and feed off of that. And like maybe one night it would be me in charge. And then the next two nights he would be in charge. Like it was just so fluid. And the way that we were able to communicate and just share our experiences, the way that our bodies felt like the empowerment or the submission, whatever that was, I just was so grateful that he really took the time to be open, real, and honest with me, being aware of himself. Like, Hey, I don't particularly love this, but I'm doing this at the same time. I just don't know that you're loving it. You know, it's not only just about him. It was also about me noticing that maybe I would be hesitant whenever I've been in that Dom role too long. And he just saw that. He's like, Hey, I I feel like I know we're not anything major right now, but I just want to know, like I've noticed something and I just want to see if I'm right or maybe I'm crazy, but I just wanted to communicate it. And I think that really was the pivoting moment for me being able to just take everything as it's my, my job and my mission to explore myself, be sexually self-aware. If I'm getting tired of something and I really need to change things up, 
let me communicate that because the second somebody now, you know, if either they tell me what they want or I tell them what I want, they think it is so hot because I'm just so, I'm just so sexually self-aware. And that's where I want you to be. That's it, sexy bestie. Like you deserve to be so aware, so open, so raw with people, especially the ones that you're being sexually active with, and be able to explore each other's bodies to the extent and to the fullest. You know what I mean? So let's fast forward to a little bit more present day. So I've been seeing the guy that I'm with now. It's been almost a year, which is crazy to me. But I have a funny story. Like we courted each other. Well, I guess I would say more so he courted me because the dynamic was, it just began that way. Let's say that he courted me for a good couple months. Like it was also in the work realm. We both had our own things going on and uh, life is crazy because, you know, I was coming out of divorce and he was doing something similar. So he, and I took our time. That's what I'm trying to tell you. We took our time. The courting phase was quite long. I would say we were just seeing each other around each other and even went on a couple of dates over the course of maybe two months. And then we decided that we were going to go on a trip. It was for my birthday last year. And it was a group trip, actually. His friends, my friends. And wouldn't you know it, the night of that trip, that's when everything just completely became unhinged. Like we had not even kissed up to this point. Let me tell you, not even held hands. It was just a solid courting phase, getting to know each other, being really open, having some very deep conversations, which appeases my Scorpio and Venus so much. (laughs) And next thing you know, like I said, it just, it became unhinged. Like that night, literally everything happened. And I'm not kidding you guys. Like the first second that we were able to get into bed, I just took like the lead. And I think it really surprised him because I was like, do this, do that, lay like this, do that. Like I was just completely orchestrating the whole thing. But at the end of our romp, because I actually ended up coming multiple times and so did he, because I guess it was this sexual tension built up, but he looked at me after everything was said and done and he was just like, holy shit, like you, you knew exactly what you wanted And you said it, like you told me what to do. And that is like the hottest thing I think I've ever seen. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like baby cat would have never been able to do what I did there and just tell him what I want, explain what I needed, the type of pressure, the type of frequency, like all of these things just because I really have done the work. I've put the work in to be sexually self-aware and be able to use my voice, you know, explain coming from that throat chakra, baby, tell them exactly what I want because I knew, you know, I did that exploration. I've been able to dig deep and see what it is that entices me, the things that get me off and convey that to my partner. And the next thing you know, like our sex really, it just from the jump, from the jump, like it just, 
Oh, it's still amazing. <laughs> so as your sexy bestie, I, I promised you a little resource, right? Where you were going to use this to get the conversations flowing. You know, this is for those of you who feel that maybe your sexual awareness is a little lacking or you just need a little help communicating what it is that you want. So I have something here. I love sex with Emily. She's actually also an amazing podcaster and I've been following her like years, guys, years. And she's been around for years too. Like she knows what she's doing. She is a sexual educator and and actually she's a doctor as well. I believe she's a sex therapist. So she has come up with a yes, no, maybe list. And I'm going to be able to revamp this. I'm going to post it on my profile because I want you guys to have that resource readily available. But it's it's beautiful because it gives you, like I said, three categories, yes, no, maybe. And you're going to have one and your partner will have one. And I want you guys to go through and check the boxes. Yes, would I be interested in doing this? Hard no. Or maybe, you know, giving yourself that that flexibility and being able to give that to your partner without shame. And you guys can really dig, dig deep. You know what I mean? So, okay. I'll just give you a couple of things off the list that I think are really big and anybody can start with, right? So eye contact. What about fingering? What about dirty talk? How about a little bit of dominance? edging, licking, mutual masturbation. These, the list is honestly, there's so many things here, you guys. And I, I love it because it's just a no stress way. This is something you and your partner can have over a glass of wine at home, swap lists, and then see where they overlap because that is your starting point. That is going to give you all the knowledge that you need on whether or not your partner is totally cool with trying something. If maybe you're having a little bit of stagnancy or, or maybe you just want to really open up and try some things in the bedroom, this will just give you that little extra push that you need. (laughs) Well, that's all for today, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so, so grateful that you trust me to be your sex guru. And I hope you consider embracing the transformative power of this list, really leaning into yourself, your sexual self-awareness and communicating what it is that you want, what you want to try. If you enjoyed our steamy conversation, what have you learned? Give me a little bit of feedback. Remember to subscribe. Remember to please leave a review for The Shameless Romantic wherever you listen to your podcast. And as always, stay nasty but classy. Until next time.